Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. I want to get two scriptures I want to read just to set this up. And then we're going to... And we're going to take off. Okay, you ready? All right. And I'm going to take my time because I want to get this right. I've never preached this message before. So it's a brand new one. So I'm going to practice it on (laughs) y'all. Normally you got to preach it about 10 times before you get it right, you know. So Pastor Gabe says, I trust you, Pastor Andy. I trust God. So I'm going to teach it. I'm going to let Pastor Gabe come balance me off when he gets back, okay? Isaiah 49, verse 8. Thus saith the Lord, in an acceptable time I've heard you. In the day of salvation I helped you. I will preserve you. I will give you for a covenant of the people to establish the earth, to cause, to inherit the desolate heritages or a desolate inheritance, an inheritance that belongs to us that is left out, that you don't know about and is desolate, something that's, that's unproductive, that's not producing any fruit. That's what he's saying. Then Psalm 78, verse 1 through 4. Give ear, O my people, to my law, Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord, his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. Excuse me. Do we have a lot of reverb in here or is it just me? Okay. So anyway, looking at that, fathers are to pass down to children the strength of God, the praises of God, what God has done in our generation. We're to take what God has done in our generation and pass it down to generations coming that your hope and your strength might be in God's so that you hear what God has done for me as a, as a father and you can grab a hold of it in your life and take off from that point on and bring it into your life. Desolate heritages. Some things we lose from generation to generation. We lose them because we don't share them with people. That's why the older we get and the things, the experiences we get from God over our our years, we should be telling that to people. All right, old people, say amen. Amen. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be by myself in here. Okay, so we should be telling people, the, the younger generation, what God did for us so that they have it in them so that they can go on. And one of the things that we've left behind, and I'm going to teach a little bit about this today. 
we've left behind is being supernatural. Pastor Gay has been teaching on the book of Acts. And so we look at the book of Acts, we see all the spectacular things of God. But spectacular and supernatural are two different things. Spectacular happens every now and then. It's not a, an everyday deal. It happens, but in the book of Acts, it's happening, but it's, the Holy Ghost is capturing that time. This is a power of God. This is a demonstration of the power of God that happened in here. But before it got to that, they were continually living in the supernatural of God. Super on your natural. And if we don't watch it for looking for the spectacular all the time, we miss the supernatural. We miss it. So today I want to take you on a journey from the Word of God. And, and I might be speaking to one person or everybody. To me, it's everybody. And so, as a spiritual father, I've been walking with the Lord for 40 years. So the things I'm going to teach you today, it's not something I learned from a book. It's not something that I went on the internet to, to get. It's not something that I read about or some... I'm, I'm talking from experience here as a father. So I want to impart to you some, some truth today. If you, you got to grab a hold of this. This has been evident in my life for years. And so one of the things I want to share with you is about praying the mysteries of God. The mysteries of God. Praying into mysteries. Praying the mysteries of God. So what is a mystery? A mystery is a riddle, a secret, an unsolved problem, a question mark, a closed book. Have you ever had these, uh, watch these, these movies, um, unsolved mysteries, unsolved murders, unsolved mysteries, and so they get these cold cases, so they get these, these guys that come in and they go back over these, these cases and they look to see if maybe they missed something somewhere that they could not bring the, the mystery to a close. Okay? That they could, it, was a, it re, remained unsolved. An unsolved mystery. So they filed 13. They kept it right here. It's still open, but it's unsolved. So they bring these guys in and they start going back over them and they focus just on that one thing to try to bring that problem, the secret, the mystery to a conclusion and resolve it. They look for one thing. Okay, that was the one thing that caused them that they didn't see that could have resolved it but didn't resolve it. And so now they're bringing it to a conclusion. Watch this. So much of our Christian life is stamped unresolved. So much of our Christian life, we go through problems and we don't let God resolve them. We don't try to bring it to a conclusion. We don't let him expose that one thing that could have resolved that issue, but didn't. So we just 
close the watch this, we close the book in our life, a chapter in our life. And so that's an unsolved case that we leave here. And so we make a theology of it. God doesn't do this anymore because he didn't do it for me. Just a thought. Okay? So watch this. I want to teach you today. And I'm going to make it so clear you have to be taught to misunderstand it. I'm going to make it so clear to you. My whole life has been seeking God and asking him, okay, why did that happen? What's the reason for it? And not one time, not one time has he ever said, didn't give me an answer to it. Always gave me an answer. So what I'm going to teach you today, I want to teach you about a supernatural detective that has never lost a case in his life. <laughs> I want to tell you, he's never lost a cold case in his life. He knows it all. So I want to introduce you today to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Y'all ready? First John 2.20. First John 2.20. Watch this. But you have an unction from the Holy One. And you know... All things. So I said, I have an anointing. Say this with me. I'm anointed. Because the Holy Spirit lives in me. And I know all things. Watch this. I know what I don't know. I have this anointing in me. And I know all things. I have the one that knows everything about me, everything about my problem, everything about my situation, everything about my marriage, everything about my mind, everything about my body, everything about my children, everything about whatever's going on. He knows it all and he lives on the inside of me. But if we walk around that I'm just Joe Blow, God doesn't speak to me. You can have that power in the inside of you and never tap into it. It'll never benefit you, although you have him in you and he knows all things and can get you out of any problem like that. Come on. Shout amen, Broussard. Watch this, just on passing by. That anointing, so what, it says, we have an anointing. So what does that anointing do? Isaiah chapter 10 says, the anointing breaks the yoke and destroys the burdens. So in the inside of me, I have yoke removing, burden destroying power living on the inside of me. So I'm going to teach you how to tap into that power. You know, I, we have it. I'm going to tell you some things that, have, that went on in my life. I was taught this years ago in my 20s. And I've been walking in freedom, not 
all of the freedom I'm after because I'm 60, well, I'll be 66 in July, but still going after, still pursuing God. So I got the one you know, that knows everything living in me. Does he know about my marriage? Does he know about my children? Watch this. Does he know about my money? How many of you like, I had a guy working for me one time. He told me, he said, hey, Rand. I said, what's that, Spook? He said, my money doing funny. I said, well, not only yours, my money doing funny too. <laughs> my money doing funny. I said, yeah, you're spending too much money. That's why it's doing funny. <laughs> so watch this. I have an anointing on the inside of me. He's called the Holy Ghost. He will teach you all things. All things. He is the spirit of truth. He lives on the inside of you. He'll lead you and guide you into all truth. He lives on the inside of you. He'll bring all scripture, everything Jesus said to your remembrance. He lives on the inside of you. He has access to the riches of heaven. He lives on the inside of you. He knows everything about God the Father, God the Holy Ghost, God, I mean, Jesus, and he knows everything for the riches of heaven, and he's willing and able to impart it to you now in your situation. But so much of the time, we back up from our problems, and we figure, close the book, unsolved, unresolved problem, so I just keep moving with my life with a cold case. So the cold case that we don't deal with here comes and gets into our future. That's not bad preaching for a little Catholic boy. <laughs> Come on. All right, let me, let me move on. Watch this. Everything has been given to us in Jesus Christ. Y'all ready? Turn with me to John chapter 16. Now listen, it's going to be written in red, so Jesus is talking, okay? I want, to show, I want to let you know what you're, listen, we're going to go back and we're going to regain some desolate heritages. Something that is inherited, that belongs to me, that the enemy's been hiding and blinding me from. I'm going in to tap into it today, to bring it into my life, to use it for the glory of God. John chapter 16, verse 13 through 15. How bad when he, the spirit of truth has come, well, he has come. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears, that shall he speak. What is he hearing? He's hearing what the Father and Jesus are talking about in heaven, about you. And so he's communicating to you what God the Father, God the Son are talking about about you. He's communicating and said, this is what they're saying. All right? So watch this. So whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He will show you things to come. So watch this. Can I know some of the future? He can. Okay. He will glorify me. So I says, when he's talking, the Holy Spirit is moving. He's after one, ear, one thing, and that's to glorify Jesus. He's going to magnify Jesus and not a person, not a man. 
Why is it? He'll receive which is mine and he will show it unto you. All that the Father has is mine and the Holy Spirit will take that which is mine, which is all that the Father has and show it unto you. So in Jesus Christ, we're heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus. What he has, we have. What he has access to, you have access to. As he is in heaven, so are we in this planet. We're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, one spirit with him. There is nothing darkened to what God can't solve. There's not a problem he can't solve. Everything that the Father has belongs to Jesus, and the Holy Spirit will take that which belongs to Jesus, which is all that the Father has, and show it to you. Come on. Show it to you. Does that mean if I'm struggling with rejection, will he show me the the real root of that? Yes. If I'm struggling with lust, will he show me the real issue of that? We deal with symptoms so much of the time, we never deal with the root of the problem, and we have access to get it all done to us. That's why he says we have an anointing. I have it now on the inside of me. When problems come, I'm not looking for counselors out here. I'm looking for the counselor on the inside of me. I'm listening to the one. I'm hearing his voice. When problems come, I've learned to turn on the inside of me and start listening for that voice. What would you have me to do? What is it that you want me to do? And if I'm not hearing his voice, I will stay and I will pray, I'll worship, I'll pursue him until I hear, position to hear his voice. He's going to tell me what the Father and Jesus are talking about, about my situation. And he'll show it to me. All the time. Not some of the time, all of the time. He's going to come and solve mysteries. He's going to come and take some unresolved cases in our lives secret things and reveal it to us so we can walk in freedom I want to talk to you about give you a few examples one of the examples is no no let me go back to I didn't let me finish this we have the spirit of God in us that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 through 12. Brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I didn't determine to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching was not in enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and with power. Why would you want to be demonstrate the Spirit with power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God? 
the power of God. In this culture, in this generation, we're missing it. We have more faith in systems. We have more faith in the counsel of man than the counsel of God. When you get his counsel, you get his power to deliver you and set you free. We have to get back to the gospel that we serve as a supernatural gospel, a God of power that can totally set you free. We serve a God of power that can set you free. We serve a God of power that can set you free. We serve a God of power that can set you free. We serve a God of power that can set you free. But we've got so used to an unpowerful gospel. And the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. This gospel is to confront us, to convict us, to correct us. And at the process where there's conviction and confrontation with this word, the power of God is there available. When you yield to it, power is released to set you free. I want to tell you, I wasn't born again with wisdom. I was born again in power. I was ruined by the power of God. So watch this. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. How, babe, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world for our glory. Say this with for our glory. I'm going to explain that in a minute. I'm coming back to it. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. But eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. The deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man save the spirit of man? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we may know the things that are freely given to us by God. So we have an anointing in us to reveal to us the things that God has provided, which is all that Jesus has. So watch that. What is he saying The hidden wisdom? His wisdom is not hidden. It's hidden from the enemy, but it's not hidden from us. It's hidden from them, but it's hidden for us. That wisdom. Watch this. Had they known, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Why? It's through death God destroyed him who had the power of death. He thought he was destroying Jesus and finishing with him. But when he destroyed him, actually, he was destroying himself. Just a thought. Just a thought. Could it be that the problems that you're going through today... 
Could it be that the hell you're going through today, the same hell that's coming against you, God is going to use it to free you and to destroy your enemy and put him under your foot? Could it be? Could it be the addiction that you're fighting against, you're struggling against? Could it be is that same thing God wants to use to set other people free and destroy him in your life? Could it be that? It's hidden. Because why? Had he known, he would have never crucified Jesus. Had he known, he would have never attacked you. Had he known, he thought you were going to give up and quit, but you stood up and rose up and you pursued. And that's the same thing that God's going to use to destroy him in your life. We're like time capsules. Time capsule, we have a treasure on the inside of us, which is the glory of God. That anointing is in us. A time capsule is a message written from somebody in the past to somebody in the future to be opened in the present. We have this treasure in our earthen vessel, the glory, the anointing. When the pressure comes outwardly with problems and trouble, you know what activates that anointing? Trouble. (laughs) It's power. What activates it? It's trouble. Trouble activates that anointing. It's the power of God. That power on the inside of you will strengthen you to to jump over a wall, to run through a troop. That anointing on the inside of you will strengthen you like 10 mighty men. Had the devil known, he would have never touched you. He certainly wouldn't have let you come to church today. That anointing. But God has given us the spirit. It's not hidden from us. It's hidden for us. I want to say it again. It's not hidden from us. Like it was them. They were dead men. Being used by the enemy. And and he thought he had it. But that wisdom is hid for us. To do what? To reveal God's plan. To reveal his wisdom for you and I. When it doesn't look like nothing's working for us, God will give us wisdom to go through it and release the, the mysteries so that you can come out of this thing. He did not spare his only son but delivered him up for you and I. How shall he not with him freely give you all things? That's good preaching for a little Baptist boy. Okay. Let me share with you about three guys. Three guys. Three guys they were facing a mystery with King Nebuchadnezzar. The king had a dream. And so he calls all the astrologers in, all the wise men, all, all the people that were counseling him. He had a dream and he said, listen, I had a dream, but I forgot the dream. 
And he says, I want you to tell me the dream, then tell me the interpretation of the dream. How many of you know that'll put you on the spot? Well, we'll find out if you're hearing from God or not. And so everybody, all the astrologers, all the wise men were saying, ain't nobody can do that. Ain't nobody, you're asking us a hard thing. There's nobody that can do that. So God, the, the king says, all right, I'm going to kill all of y'all. Y'all just been lying to me. Y'all just been telling me what I want to hear. I'm going to kill everybody. How many of you know that put you, make you a little desperate to seek God? <laughs> so they sought, so Daniel came in. They told him what was going on. He said, king, give me a day. I'll give you your answer. All of a sudden, Daniel went get his three friends, and they all sought the Lord. Let's pick it up in Daniel chapter 2, verse 18. They prayed that God would desire, they desired the mercies of God concerning this secret. Daniel and his fellows, that he should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered, blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. Watch this. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise, knowledge to them that know understanding. He reveals deep things and the secret things that are not known to man. I added that. He knows what's in darkness because light dwells with him. There's nothing dark to him. He knows what you're going through. Nothing dark to him. It's a secret to you, but it's not to him. I thank you and I praise you, O God, of my fathers for giving me wisdom and might. You've made known unto me what I desired. For you have made known unto me the king's matter. This was Old Testament. And they got what they wanted from God. They didn't know God revealed what was the dream and the interpretation of it. They were about ready to be destroyed. And God revealed, because they sought God and revealed to, God revealed to them what was going on to bring deliverance and freedom. If they got that in the Old Testament, what about you and I when we have the anointing on the inside of us? What about, do you think that he knows about your marriage? Okay, nobody wants to answer here. Let me go over here. <laughs> do you think he knows about your marriage? Do you think he knows about your addiction? David, right here, I'm going to get a little close to you. Do you think he knows what you're doing in secret when nobody's seeing you? I'd be scared. Why? They asked him. They asked him. This would have been an unsolved mystery. This would have been a secret unsolved. God doesn't do that no more. But Daniel came because he had a relationship with God. I'll give you an answer. 
Where are the people of God that can say when there's a problem, I'll give you an answer because I've got the anointing on the inside of me. My God will give it to me. We've never asked, we've never sought. Give me the gift of the word of wisdom. Give me the gift of the word of knowledge. Give me the gift of working of miracles. When's the last time you asked him for it? This is not teaching for me. This is a life. I remember when I was struggling, and I know none of y'all do this, have this. When I was struggling with lust, do Christians struggle with lust? Yeah, the ones that are honest. (laughs) I was struggling with lust. I was struggling with anger. Preachers do that. But guess what? There's an anointing on me. (laughs) That anointing knows everything about me. Knows everything about God. What is it? And one morning I, got, I kept pursuing God. My pastor, you know what he tell me? Stay in your word. The answer's in the word. Stay in God. The answer's in God. That's what he pushed me to. He didn't say, come on, I'm going to counsel the devil out of you. He didn't do that. Watch this. You can't counsel the devil out of nobody and you can't cast out the flesh. Wisdom is knowing the difference. You got to cast out a devil and you got to crucify your flesh. I remember one morning I woke up and the Holy Ghost, I was praying in the spirit, seeking the face of God one morning because I'm, I'm pursuing him. You want to know why you're struggling with lust and fear and anger? Yes, sir, I do. Let me tell you, let me show you. And in an instant, with the gift of the word of knowledge, I saw my past and my present. What had happened to me? I had been fighting symptoms that whole time, casting down, casting those things down, casting those things, but never getting no relief. And when he told me, he says, this is the root of it. You've been fighting the fruit. This is the root. Forgive. Uh, he sa- I said, I forgive. It's like he stuck his hand in me and pulled the old root out of me. From that point on, I was free. Now I had to renew my mind to truth and walk it out. Within a month, I'm totally free. The anointing was the secret, was the mysteries. My marriage, I told her, I kept telling the Lord, that woman you gave me, that's my problem. (laughs) Come on. She's causing that anger to rise up in me. (laughs) And he said, okay, if the anger wasn't in you, it couldn't come up out of you. He showed me how to love my wife. He said, you love me? I said, I love you. You know I love you. 
Me and you get along real good. It's me and her that's not getting along good. <laughs> I love you. He said, well, you really love me? I said, I really love you. Well, my word says for you to love your wife as Christ loved the church. If you love me, you're going to keep my word. Yeah. Wait a while. Okay, let me play the toilet. He didn't, he didn't say if she's acting all good and giving you sex whenever you want. <laughs> well, let me get right back here again. Let me say that because this is the zone right here. I'm speaking to somebody in the zone. That means if she says no, you know the, the bootay times. Come on, come on. <laughs> Talk to me. Okay, I'm 66 years old, okay? You ain't bullying me. You ain't gonna bull me, okay? I know you. I know where we're coming from. I'm over. I'll never get to my message. I'll never get. Well, we're gonna stay right here. So I said, and the Lord spoke to me how to love my wife unconditionally. Then we learned how to be intimate in conversation. Where she could speak anything to me and I wouldn't judge her or be critical of her. I just find so much of the time. You see them, and when it was discussed, they went tell the king, this is your dream, and this is the answer to it. Everybody in the kingdom, there is no other God like the God of Daniel. He's a holy God. The God that reveals deep things, secret things, mysteries. He resolved mysteries. Aren't you tired of living a powerless gospel? Come see. I was sick and tired of not being the man that God called me to be. I was desperate. Desperation pushes passion which is power to lay hold of God, to not turn him loose until I got what I was going after. I'm still like that at 66. So then now, you can't entice me with a powerless gospel. That's foreign to me. I'm from another generation that we've experienced the power of God to set you free. Now, not to run from a problem, but run into the problem. Run from sin. Don't run from problems. We got it mixed up. We run from problems and we run into sin. Whatever happened to sin? Jesus didn't die on the cross for issues. He died on the cross for sinners are qualified. The cross is the power of God. 
The gospel is the power of God. But we've, there is no power anymore to bring conviction, to bring about change. I refuse to serve that type of gospel. I must serve a gospel of power and a God that's real. Because I want to tell you something. When you're desperate and you're down to nothing, you'll push into God and you'll press into God. I was a desperate man and I'm still desperate today. Are you facing a situation like them? You don't know what to do. If you'll pursue God and stay with it, I want you more than anything. I'm going to tell one, one more story why I'm like I am. I was hired to pray. This was in my 20s. My pastor would take me everywhere he'd preach and put me in a room and pray for him. Put me in a hotel and pray. I was in Lake Charles, Louisiana in my early 20s. I had a room. He said, I want you praying for my services tomorrow. I want the anointing. I want it to be free. You're hired to make sure that that, get a hold of God and make sure that happens. I prayed for one, I, I thought I prayed for two hours. I looked at my watch, it was only 10 minutes. <laughs> my God, it was just, I said, oh my God, I'll never make it. You either help me, I'll never make it. I got in that room and I said, I've determined where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I don't feel no liberty in the spirit, so I'm gonna stay right here and I'm gonna pray until freedom comes. I will not get out of this place until freedom hits this place. I prayed for one hour, nothing. I prayed for two hours, nothing. I prayed for three hours, nothing. I prayed for three and a half hours, nothing. I went and locked myself up in the bathroom, got in the bathtub and closed the curtain. I got in that filthy bathtub. I stayed in that thing and I prayed. All of a sudden, it was complete darkness. A little light came into that room and lit up the room. The glory of God came into that room. And I heard the voice of God. You'll never be the same from this day forward. You'll never be, for you have power with God and with man. And you're a prince. You're able to change things in the affairs of man. So you want to know why I am like I am? And I've had more experiences than that. We serve a God of power. I don't care where you are. I don't care where you are. I don't care if it's sickness, mental disease, power, black, marriage. I don't care what it is. If you do like these guys, where your life depends upon it. See, their life depended upon it. I got to get a hold from God. I got to get a hold of Him. Why? It'll cost me my life if I don't. 
A death sentence is on me. I had cancer. Look right here. A death sentence. I know what I'm talking about. The Holy Ghost spoke to me. He said, continue doing what you're doing. Don't stop. I said, well, they told me I got cancer. Don't stop. Preach, pray, and preach, and praise. So I preached Bible study till I couldn't talk anymore. That's why me and Cody got that raspy voice. <laughs> couldn't talk anymore. And God delivered me, healed me. My faith is not in the wisdom of man. Forget about it. It's in the power of God. This gospel is the power gospel. Not to show how much wisdom we have. You want to you change your marriage? Change your heart. Well, I didn't get nowhere near my message. <laughs> you can... <laughs> You can ask the men at Bible study. I'll take one point. I'll preach a month and a half on it. <laughs> and now you can come up. How many of you want to surrender your life to a God of power and say, Lord, that's truly, that's really who you are and what you've, you've designed for us to be. It's to walk in the power of God. If that's you, stand up, and I want to pray for you. <clears throat> you ready? Say this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I repent for my selfishness. I surrender my life completely to you I thank you today you're a God of power you're also a God of wisdom we've made the gospel something that it isn't so today I desire truth in my life that will change and transform my life Come and touch me in a real way. Refresh me and renew me. Let me not be the same. From this day forward, I will pursue you. I will press into you and receive of you a revelation of who you are. Again, thank you, Father. Stir me up. Don't let me be comfortable. In Jesus' name, amen.